Welcome to That's My Personal Business, where we are pulling back the curtain on all things personal, all things business, and all things in between. Every Monday, we're hopping into your headphones to help you skip the learning curve by hearing from industry professionals, including myself. I am a destination wedding photographer turned business coach who now gets to lead hundreds of creative entrepreneurs in building lives of artistic growth, wealth, and freedom. And now it's time for you to do the same. Hello, hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. As you can hear, I am still sick. (laughs) It is everlasting. I apparently never get better. So this is going to be a very short intro, but I'm so excited for today's episode. We have Emily Lepke on the podcast. We've had her on before, and she is amazing and has built out an entire team of photographers over the last several years of her business and she has done it in such a strategic and responsible and amazing way and so I was so excited to have her back on the podcast to talk about expanding your team hiring on associates and scaling your business and I am so excited for you guys to listen literally the only piece of news I have for you is that we still have spots available for the artificial light workshop so come join us in March in New York City to shoot all things artificial light. It is going to be absolutely magical. So we will put links to applications in the show notes, but let's go ahead and get started. Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. I am so excited because today we have Emily Lepke of Anna Dolores on the podcast again. Yay! I'm like, round two, but it's been like years. It's been uh, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a hot sex. Wow. Hot wow. sex since we tapped. <laughs> That's my last review of the day. I love I'm it. like, I love sorry it. for everyone listening. It's 5 p.m. Uh, I'm fine. You gotta leave that in. That was incredible. Yeah, no, Jamie, leave it in. It is what it is. And like, <laughs> people hear me swear enough that that can't I mean, be that shocking. No. Like, no. if they're traumatized by that, then, then they yeah, should. Yeah, like, just... then they've skipped episodes. Like, they haven't listened <laughs> yeah. the whole podcast. And this is their first one, and welcome. <laughs> and welcome. This is kind of the vibe. Um, yeah. It has been a hot sec since we have had you on the podcast. Um, how are you? How have the last two years been? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I am excited for 2024. Feels like a good year. It feels like good energy this year, which I'm excited about because last year was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was still still good still lots of good opportunities and lots of learning and lots of growth and all the things but um but it was definitely felt like kind of a transition year and not just for me I think for the entire wedding industry um I mean really for the entire planet probably but (laughs) but specifically creative fields and um and the wedding industry you know it was it was just kind of a weird a weird time um so yeah Again, Absolutely. lots of opportunities for learning, but um, but I'm excited because I feel like 2024 has like the winds of change happening. So mm-hmm. I feel that in my bones. Um, mm-hmm. I Same. totally went straight into things without having you introduce yourself. Because oh my gosh, yeah, everyone else. <laughs> um, can you introduce oh, hi, everybody? <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know you yet, would you? Yeah, mind of course. Intro. Yeah, so I'm Emily. Um, I own and operate Emily Lepke Photography, a wedding studio, and also Anna Dolores Photography, which is also a wedding studio, um, which I started almost 12 years ago now. And um, and we are a team of four. Um, I have three associates on my team in Anna Dolores Photography. And then about a year and a half ago, I officially like rebranded my second brand as Emily Lepke photography, um, to be more exclusively me and serve a different client essentially. And so the 
direction I was taking my own work compared to my associates went in enough of a direction that it made sense to have two brands. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm in the Santa Barbara, California area. Um, Again, I've been doing weddings for about 12 years. Uh, I also do education for wedding photographers. Um, So that's been about four years now. So very, very excited. Lots of fun things happening. Yeah. (laughs) So many questions. So (laughs) one, I would love for you to tell us before we dive into, so I have so many questions about your associate team, how you've done that, what that looks like for you, how you kind of overcame the wedding lull. But first, because this is new since the last time you were on the podcast, Talk yeah. to us a little bit about deciding to make your business into two brands or you yeah. into two brands. Like, yeah. what was that? where did that come from? Where'd the idea come from? Like, what did that look like? Tell us all the things. Yeah, absolutely. So I have always been, I mean, Anna Dolores was almost like my alter ego for a decade and it worked out when I started building a team because it wasn't my name. So it felt a little bit easier to transition our clients to the umbrella of a studio, a team of photographers, rather than just wanting to book the namesake of the business. It is named after my grandmother's in case anyone hasn't heard that story before. So, (laughs) so that's where the name Anna Dolores comes from. um, My grandmother, my great grandmother. And so um, beginning of 2022, I was looking to, raise pricing essentially that's really the root of where all of this came from I said I wanted to raise pricing and I wanted to take fewer weddings myself um which proved itself to be very very necessary after 2022 as a wedding season as again a lot of wedding pros know 2022 felt and 2021 as well felt very crazy it was the post-pandemic kind of boom and rush and like all the reschedules and we were extremely busy in 2022. And so I was rebranding that same year, but also finishing up the weddings that I had booked under Anna Dolores and again, wrapping up reschedules and postponements and all the things. And so I knew that I wanted to level up my um, my price point and also how many weddings I was taking. I'm almost 40. I, <laughs> my body is not. I forget because you don't look 40 at all. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with looking 40, month. but <laughs> you don't look 40. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will take it. I used to be mad that I had kind of a baby face and now I really love it. Um, So yeah, so, but my body is just not as resilient as it was when I started doing this, you know, 12 years ago. So I, I just, and I really love the, the business side, um, and, um, a lot of the administrative work a lot, which, you know, I know is a little bit rare, (laughs) but -hmm. if you love running a business and I love being a photographer, but I just know my own bandwidth. And that's really why I started having associates anyway, but you know, we'll get to that in a second, (laughs) but, but yeah, deciding to split into a different brand was really about scaling back my own workload as far as like weekend shooting um, and get paid more for each of those weekends, as well as just kind of target a different client as a result of that change in pricing. Mm. And so I received a lot of advice from fellow wedding planners and other photographers. It was like, if you want to target um, a specific clientele, a more luxury clientele, uh, it needs to be distinct from the team and the studio brand. And so, and there's a kind of a common acceptance of the idea that uh, higher end photographers are just booking under their own names. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's, you know, go under 
my name and run with that and embrace that. And then that is like a distinctive, um, a distinctive brand aesthetic personality. I still run everything behind the scenes as if it were one business, to be honest, but, um, but client facing and other vendor facing, we are now two separate brands. Um, and with the Anna Dolores team, you get one of our associate team members versus if you book with Emily Lepke photography, you're getting me directly. Mm, Amazing. That felt really long-winded. I'm very sorry. (laughs) Oh no, that's the whole point of you being a podcast guest to only hear from you. (laughs) These people hear from me enough. I'm like, (laughs) they can listen to solo episodes if they really want to. Um, they hear enough from me. Um, Mm. okay. So really wanting to take things in a luxury facing direction. Talk to me about then like what you wanted Anna Dolores to really like, I'm sure you kind of had to differentiate both a little bit from what they were, which was you right. and the team. How did yeah. you kind of take the Anna Dolores side of things? Yeah. So really Anna Dolores, thankfully, and I'm very grateful for this. And it is of course also, you know, a reflection of 12 years of, of work in this, in this area, in this market, um, we're really well established in Santa Barbara for our style and aesthetic and working with vendors in the area. And so it's almost a little bit of a well-oiled machine at this point. Mm-hmm. I definitely still have to work at it and maintain the brand, of course, and and all the things. But um, but I could kind of just let that be what it has been for so long, which is kind of like that mid mid level mid level photography brand. Like we're not budget, um, but we are not quite luxury either. So we're right in that middle area. It's a great fit for the Santa Barbara market and um and the california market in general and so i you know we've had an i've had associates since 2014 so very comfortable and very familiar with having a team and felt really comfortable and confident to with the associate team that we have now being representative um for anna dolores so um and i'm still you know i'm still again running all the behind the scenes stuff i'm still doing client meetings and emails and timelines and interfacing with wedding planners and the vendors and so on but being really confident in the associate photographers who are representing um anna dolores and me by extension on the wedding day was so important to me like i you know i knew that that was a must to just really have confidence in their abilities and um and their uh, professionalism to, you know, to execute both aesthetically what we stand for as a brand and, um, and professionally with clients and vendors as well. So, so talk to us a little bit about how that started and how you got yeah. it there. Cause I'm like everything you're saying, I know you're so confident in your team. And I think that's everyone's fear <laughs> when yes. it comes it, to building out associates. Yeah. I think that's the number one fear that I hear from other photographers and other wedding vendors in general is like hiring people who are going to be reliable and who are going to be a good representation of your brand. And it's really, really scary. The only way to do it is really to kind of jump in. And um, I mean, cautiously, obviously you don't want to just completely throw caution to the wind, but in 2014, um, when I hired my first two associates at the time, I had a two week period where I shot six weddings in 10 days. And I was like, cool, that's not sustainable. I can't keep doing that. I was exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally. Like it just wasn't, it wasn't something I could keep doing. And so the obvious thing when you're that booked is raise your prices, which I did. I was, that was my third year of business. And so I was still like offering discounts and really being flexible with people as far as what they, what they wanted to book. And so I 
kind of had the, the, you know, the talk with myself about like, okay, so you need to charge a little bit more so that you don't burn out like this. And I was just getting so many inquiries for dates. I was already, I was already booked Mm. and I had been hustling pretty hard to, you know, to network with vendors in the area and to advertise on places like wedding wire and green wedding shoes and style me pretty. And it just felt like throwing all those efforts out the window. If I got an inquiry from a client that I couldn't book because I physically wasn't available. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was the biggest thing that, that pushed me to add associates to begin with was the double date available. Like, you know, being able to double book on a date was, was very attractive to me at the time. So, and then again, it allowed me to raise my own prices and book a little bit less and offer a varied price point to, to clients. So like I'd established a certain price point with clients. And so I didn't want to raise my prices by too much and alienate that type of client base. Cause you know, I'm getting a lot of referrals from friends and referrals from wedding planners who've worked with me at, at a particular um, price range. And so, mm-hmm. so I was able to offer associates in that same price point and then elevate my own packages so I could l- work a little bit less and be a little bit more discerning about the weddings that I took on. And that's, that has just developed more and more in the, you know, in the 10 years since I first brought on associates. So, yeah. so how did you like train them? Were these photographers yes. that already had existing careers? They were people that you like brought on and just knew they were hard workers. Like, how did you find these people? How did you yeah. train them to represent your brand? So I will say that I got pretty lucky and I think it does take a little bit of luck in meeting like the right people in the right place at the right time. Um, because one of the associates that I met in 2014, who then worked for me for four years, um, she was already a wedding photographer. She already had experience, but she just had a baby and she was looking to still shoot weddings and work, but not do a lot of the behind the scenes running the business stuff. So it was a really good match in that way that she wanted to work weddings, but didn't want to sit behind a desk when she was at home. So that worked out really well. So training wise, I didn't have to do much as far as photography and skills and knowing what to do on a wedding day, but I still we still second, like she second shot with me a lot. We shot together a lot. We worked together a lot. We had a lot of meetings about, you know, what the brand um, culture was and what we wanted clients to experience. And honestly, it was really collaborative, which was great because, you know, it, to really have someone on board with the type of experience you want to give your clients is huge. And I think it's funny because since then, I have actually focused on hiring photographers who have some experience in weddings and have some experience with shooting so that I don't have to teach them how to use their cameras and so on and so forth. But that said, the last like year or so, I've really like been doing some thinking about really hiring people for their attitude and how important it is to hire someone not just with talent, because frankly, you can train someone to use their camera. You Mm -hmm. can train them what aperture and ISO and shutter speed do together and so on and so forth. And, you know, what a wedding day looks like and how to, you know, how to run through a family shot list and so on. But to have someone who has a good attitude and a strong work ethic and who is professional and gregarious and, you know, 
interfaces really well with clients. Those are things that you can't necessarily teach as much. You can't Mm -hmm. train someone's personality per se. Um, And so I think that they're, you know, both sides are important. I think it's really important to pay attention to how someone feels in terms of their personality and how well they fit into your brand. And that's not even necessarily a positive or a negative thing. That's just a vibe thing mm-hmm. <laughs> because somebody can be an amazing photographer and run an incredible business, but do things completely different from you. And if they do things completely different from you, even if they're successful in their own way and you're successful in your own way, if you try to make that work together, it can be a challenge. So finding someone who has a lot of the same values that align with you as far as Again, how you want to treat your clients, the type of experience, what you want your clients to have on the wedding day. Um, I think it's just as important as camera settings and and knowing, again, knowing how to run through a, a shot list and um, and run a timeline. So, so again, I'm usually looking for a combination of both um, when I, you know, when I'm talking to people and meeting people, but I've also worked with associates who come from kind of different stages in their wedding photography careers. So, you know, one of my associates has been shooting weddings longer than I have. And another associate had only shot a couple by the time she came and was working with me. And so like, I had her second shooting more with me and, and I had different, you know, different kind of training lined up for her in that way. But a lot of it was just how to run a wedding day and like what settings I want you to use for portraits and detail shots and so on and so forth. So, um, so it's a very convoluted answer to your question, but it really depends on the individual mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, and kind of where they're at in their growth, in their career, in their photography skill level, et cetera. Um, but I do think that their attitude and their approach is is a really important thing to pay attention to and to kind of trust your intuition about. So, no, I think that's incredible advice that like the person matters a little bit more than the current yeah. skill set, because I think- that again, like I said, one of the biggest concerns I think is being able to find people that you trust with your business and you can, you can technically train people, but you cannot train them to be the kind of people that represent your business. Well, when it comes to finding them, how did you like logistically find them? Was it like people who reached out to you? Did you reach out to people? What was that Uh, process kind of like? So again, the, the photographer who worked with me for four years, at this point, it was years ago. Um, but she and I met very serendipitously. Like it was like she needed to borrow a piece of equipment. I had it. We met up. We like had coffee, and we were like, "Let's do this thing." We just kind of, you know, I wasn't. I was looking for an associate at the time, but I wasn't necessarily like. I didn't know it was going to be her. Mm-hmm. So that happened again. That was very a very fortuitous uh, coincidence at the time. Um, but since then, I have been. Um, I've reached out to people in a variety of ways. I've, I mean, I've run, um, I've run ads on job posting websites. Um, Mm. I've posted on LinkedIn. I've posted in Facebook groups for other photographers and other wedding professionals. I've reached out to my own network of wedding professionals and like, Hey, if there's anybody that you encounter that might be looking for something like this, um, that you think is, would be a great fit for the Anna Dolores brand, you know, let me know. Um, one of my associates, um, was, who's still with me now, she was referred to me by a friend of mine who is a baker. She does wedding cakes and she, you know, their kids go to school together and like play sports together. And she was like, Hey, this girl 
is a photographer. Maybe she wants to, you know, and, and it turned out to be an amazing fit. So, um, you know, and I've posted on Instagram. It's like, mm-hmm. I've every one of my associates I've sort of met in a different way. So I say cast a wide net and, uh, you know, and, and sometimes, and again, when I'm talking to other photographers about this, they get kind of, it feels overwhelming. Like this advice I'm giving right now is not super reassuring because it's very, <laughs> like, it's very broad. It's like, you know, post here and post there and hopefully you meet someone and whatever. But when you meet the right people, it's worth it. And what I tell other photographers is it's kind of like dating. You, It only needs to work out like once. I mean, in the case of dating once, uh, again, you know, depending on what, what kind of, what kind of relationship you're looking for, but with, with associates, maybe you're only, you only need one associate. Maybe you only need three associates. If you get a pool of 80 photographers coming at you, they do not all have to be a good fit. Obviously, mm-hmm. most of them will not be a good fit, but it's just like going on a dating app or meeting someone in a bar. Sometimes it's like, you just try people on and you see what fits. And again, it's, it's a little bit, you know, it feels kind of generic when you're looking at it from the outside, but once you get into it and you meet the right people that are going to be a good fit for your brand, it makes sense. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to try these different avenues and reach out to people. And, um, one of my, I have an associate now who's actually, um, she's on salary. Um, she's full-time with me. She's amazing. I just talked to her yesterday about taking on more responsibilities with Anna Dolores and, um, and becoming even more of a like creative collaborator with me in terms of where the business is going. And, and, um, and I, I adore working with her. And in the beginning, I didn't necessarily know if it was going to be a good fit. Like she reached out on Instagram, we had a zoom call. I was like, I don't know, this could work, whatever. And then she came and shot with me a few times and clients fell in love with her and the rest is history. And so, you know, and that's been kind of a a two and a half year process at this point, but it's really about being open to meeting and trusting people is what it comes down to. If I had to shorten it into a little soundbite, just be Mm -hmm. open and as a photographer, you know, if you're look, if you're hiring second shooters and if you're referring to other photographers and, and you have a good photography network, I will say we're really lucky in Santa Barbara to have such a good vendor network. Like we have a Mm -hmm. photography um, group, which is literally like everyone who is in the area is invited to these meetups that we have. And we just meet up at a coffee shop and just talk business or whatever, like, you know, how's business for you guys? What are you doing for this? What client, um, what client uh, system are you using? What cameras are you guys living these days? Oh, I just got this lens and it's amazing. Like we talk about anything and everything, you know, there's no gatekeeping. There's no, you know, nothing is like off limits and we just hang out and have coffee and have a good time. And so I will say we're lucky in that, in this area that we have that kind of community, but, um, but making that kind of community for yourself um, really opens up to opportunities for meeting people who could potentially be a good fit for your business. Even if not right now, working on those relationships because it might be something that works out in the future, or they could even know someone else who knows someone else in the future that would be a good fit for you. So just, again, just being open. If I can get real woo woo for a second, being open to the universe and, um, and being willing to give people the benefit of the doubt too, and, and trust them and give them the chance to be loyal to you and to do, and to do right by you and your company. So mm, I love that. Is there like almost some signs or symptoms that it might be time to look into building an associate team? Like, how do you know when it's time? How do you know that you're ready? 
I mean, being booked up is definitely a pretty obvious sign, I think, <laughs> which is a hard one to follow these days because there is an, there was an engagement gap mm-hmm. last year and kind of spilling into this year. And, and most theories are that that's going to kind of, we're going to start getting more back to normal this year, as far as the number of weddings that are happening and so on. Um, but even being booked for dates already and getting inquiries for like the same dates, like there are always a handful of dates every year that it's like, it feels like everyone's getting married on the same day. Mm. Like I just booked a date in November and I, I swear the last, like uh, within the week of booking this particular client, I got three other inquiries for the same date. Wow. And if it was just me, obviously I just have to turn those people away and say, no, thank you. Um, but instead I can say, well, actually the Anna Dolores team is available and they're amazing. And they photographed my wedding, which is a great endorsement. And, <laughs> you know, they've worked with me for years and these are the galleries we've delivered to previous clients. And, um, we're talking right now to a couple that's getting married, um, in Sayulita. They're having their wedding weekend in Sayulita for, again, a date I already booked. They inquired with me originally. And I was like, well, I'm not available, but like, let's mm-hmm. talk about this associate. They're amazing. They will kill it. And, you know, and we're talking to them about booking right now. So it's, it's amazing to be able to do that. Um, and again, especially in a year where maybe you aren't booking up your own calendar, it's nice to be able to flex on, on dates and, mm-hmm. and book more than one wedding on one date. If it's a date that you've already taken off your own calendar. So that's amazing advice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But like, do you think when is the soonest that you like felt comfortable taking on an associate shooter wedding? Like, let me phrase this differently. Like (laughs) how, like, I feel like I've heard some people that they're like, okay, yes, I'm wanting to start an associate team. Um, when's the soonest I could book a wedding that I would still feel comfortable with the amount of second shooting and like preparation I could have with the associate before they take on a wedding by themselves. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm phrasing that question properly. It does make sense. Um, again, it's not like a nice, tidy answer that I'm going to give you because it is very, mm-hmm. very, very nuanced. Yeah. It's dependent on, on you. It's dependent on the associate. It's dependent on where they're at. Again, if you hire someone who's been running their own business for 10 years and is super professional, knows exactly what they're doing, but just doesn't want to like run their own business anymore, that's going to be less of a learning curve um, then, and, you know, and again, assuming your personalities and your, you know, values align as far as, um, service, serving the client, um, that's going to be a much, uh, smaller learning curve than someone who's, uh, newer and hasn't done a ton of weddings on their own and maybe needs a little bit more training, whatever. Um, so the way I run it in my business by default is that I have, like an interview sort of tryout process that's anywhere from three to six months before I even like start marketing them to um, prospective clients before I even say like they're available for me to book. Um, So it starts with just kind of getting to know them. Um, I then have them assisting with me and not shooting so that they can observe or, you know, not just with me again, if I'm you know, I'm only doing a handful of weddings each year. It's harder for me to kind of shadow with everybody consistently, but our associate team is doing about 30 weddings a year. So if, you know, if I don't have something booked for the next couple of months, the associate will, um, the prospective associate can potentially shadow um, one of our existing Anna Dolores lead photographers um, just to kind of watch how they do things and watch how we, how, again, what our culture is like, what our service level is like, how we handle a day, how we run the timeline, how we run a family shot list, so on and so forth. 
And then I kind of move them from third shooting to second shooting and make sure that they're comfortable along the way. And I'm giving their feed, I'm giving them feedback on their images. I'm, you know, I'm connecting with again anyone that they're shooting with on our team to get their feedback on maybe possible strengths, possible weaknesses that we can address and and fine tune. And in this entire process, my big, you know, my big flag for all of them is like, this is it's okay if it doesn't work out. If at any point this doesn't feel right for either of us, we can cut and run and no hard feelings mm-hmm. because it does, again, like there's a lot of different people and personalities and styles and approaches to a day and they're not right or wrong, but if they don't quite fit with what you need, that those seemingly subtle differences might start to feel bigger over time. Mm-hmm. And again, it might be something that you can collaborate on and train um, and work together on, or it might be something that is a, is a fundamental difference in perspective that can't be worked out, I guess. And mm-hmm. so, so my short answer is three to six months. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> For that's me like... personally, but, but again, I've also done like my very first associate, I, you know, I think she shot her own wedding two months after I met her. Mm. Um, and then uh, I've, I've done expedited kind of training before where I'm like, I think you're ready sooner. And again, this was actually in 2021. So it was like COVID reschedules were still happening and, um, and someone tested positive for COVID. So they couldn't shoot the wedding. So I kind of threw her in the deep end and I was like, you got this. You're amazing. I I remember this happening. (laughs) Yeah. And, and (laughs) yeah. And so I was like, you know, exactly when this happened. Um, cause it was right before we went to France. Yes. I was like, I feel like I remember this text thread and just crying. Because yes, I was like, you, you guys, <laughs> it literally happened like two days before we went to Paris. It was nuts. Um, everybody, Eden and I went to France together in 2021. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so it happened right anyway. So I literally, I threw this girl in the deep end. She killed it. She's the one who's on salary now. She's amazing. Um, so it really depends on, again, following your intuition and, and, kind of feeling out who you're working with and where they're at, where they're comfortable. Um, you know, I asked her, I was like, are you, are you cool? Like, do you feel like you can manage it? Do you hate me? Do you want to run? What do you, how are you feeling? <laughs> you know? And she felt up to the challenge and she nailed it, um, and handled it so beautifully and took amazing images. Um, I literally still send that gallery as a sample gallery to prospective clients. Cause she did so amazing. And it was almost three at this point. So <laughs> she was great. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, so again, not not a neat and tidy answer. Very, it's very dependent on on who you're working with and where you're at. If you meet someone that's like amazing and ready to go, put them on your website and start booking them. There's you don't necessarily need to wait, but if you want to be a little bit more systematic about it and really take your time and really feel a hundred percent comfortable, I think six months to, up to even a year is fine. Like. If you need to start, like, I'm thinking about like, okay, I might need to add someone else to the team for 2025. Mm. I'm already thinking about like, okay, well, maybe I start putting feelers out and start Mm -hmm. like booking second shooters with the intention of kind of giving them a test drive and seeing Mm -hmm. how, seeing how we get along and also seeing what their shooting style is and, and, you know, and seeing if that might be a good fit. And then it's a conversation we can start now so that by 2025, we're ready to book them. So I love that. Well, I think to wrap up, I would love to know if you could give almost like an elevator pitch for why someone should do an associate team, like for your sake, for your client's sake, for the associate themselves sake, what would that be? 
Ooh, all right. I'll try to keep it in an elevator <laughs> pitch. I feel like I've been really long-winded on this, but it's because I have so many feelings about it. And I no, you I can tell you're really passionate about it, and that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the I think the key part of an associate team is that it means your business is not completely reliant on you. Mm-hmm. And that scares a lot of a lot of people, a lot of creatives, a lot of photographers. And I I understand all those fears because frankly, I face them literally every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is scary to run a team. It's not like a piece of cake. It's not super easy, but it puts your business in a position where you can grow exponentially. There's almost no ceiling on what you can do in terms of growing your business. I know photographers who have teams of eight and 10 associates who are making over a million a year. Like you, there's a lot you can do. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things you can do. And when it's just you, you can, you only have 24 hours in a day and you're just one person and you can only work one wedding a day. And, you know, and there's, so there's a limit to that. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'll just raise my prices, but that's, there's only so, again, you can only get so far with that. When you start adding other people to your team who can represent you, represent your brand and provide an amazing service experience to your clients, the sky is the limit. There's literally no no ceiling to what you can do and, and how much you can grow your business. Um, and you can do things like take vacation. And I know this is a big thing for you. It's like, we don't have to be in front of our computers 24 seven. Mm-hmm. We can delegate things. Delegating is hard and scary when you're a solopreneur for so long, but but being a human and taking time off and stepping away from your inbox is essential and empowering. And I just, I remember being, there was this one, this was pretty quickly actually after I had my first associate it was in 2014 and I went to Mexico to photograph a wedding and I had two other weddings happening in California while I was in Cabo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> I'm not like, this is insane. <laughs> I'm not even in the country and my business is running like a well-oiled machine back in California. And both weddings were amazing. The images were great. The associates nailed it because we have, again, we had a great, a great culture that we were building. We we're all on the same page about what the brand service experience looks like and, and all of the things. And again, the, you know, certain level of excellence for our images. And, and so to know that you've built the potential for that is incredibly powerful. And again, means that you can live your life and have a personal life and be a human um, and maybe have some Saturdays off Mm -hmm. without having to be showing up all day, every day and being the the only person who can deliver the services that you offer. Amazing. So it's a little bit longer than an elevator pitch, but I know it was great. (laughs) It was great. It was a great elevator pitch. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Emily. This has been amazing. I'm like, I need to pick your brain on my associate team and ask you all of the things, but thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom and like giving people such tangible things to follow to start building their team. Yep. I love it. And, and like you said, I'm very passionate about it. I feel really, you know, really positively about it. I'll always have a team. I'll always have, you know, other photographers that I'm working with and I love it. And, um, and I think it's, it's a great, it's a great model. So I'm here for it. (laughs) Thank you. And Um, obviously we'll link everything in the show notes, but can you tell everyone where they can find your work, find your education, find all of the things online? Yeah. So, uh, if you're interested in education, I do have an associate coaching program. So if you are interested in adding associates to your team, 
I do small group coaching for that and it is live coaching calls. So I'm there giving you all the information. I hold nothing back. I tell you my numbers. I tell you what to do for pricing. I do all the things. And, um, and that you can just go to anadolores.com and click on the four photographers link in the menu mm-hmm. and that'll take you to everything you need. Amazing. So, yeah. Yay. Thank you so much. And we'll link that for you guys in the show notes, as well as Emily and Anna Dolores, because it's different, gorgeous works <laughs> that you can follow along for inspiration. But thank you so much, Emily, for coming on. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.